Let me tell you about an innovation that you probably aren't going to find in a history book. I call it the Mary Poppins. Now, this wasn't invented by the fictional flying British nanny, but Mrs. Poppins was the queen of taking something that sucks and making it suck less. You know how, as a kid, when you go to the dentist, you get a lollipop? That's just a spoonful of sugar. Some dentist, after a presumably uncomfortable bout of self-reflection, realized that dentists are scary and decided to sweeten the deal. That little action changed dentistry as we know it. And while many of us grow out of our fear of dentists, there are some things about life that never really get easier. Meet Scott. I haven't done this in forever, so 38... Scott's an accountant, but since childhood, he's had a condition that makes his current job unnecessarily hard. 48, where did my math go wrong? Oh my God, math is... I am terrible at math. (laughs) This week's company set out to help people like Scott, to add their own brand of sugar to the world of finance. On this episode, we're talking to Christy Ross, co-founder of Tasty Trade, a company that's a blend of entertainment, education, and financial information that at its most basic was trying to do the seemingly impossible. Make math fun. I'm Jesse Batend, and this is Innovating Chicago Style. The story of Tasty Trade begins with an unfortunate fact about life. Sometimes, things that are good for us feel bad. And things that are bad for us feel good. We all know it, but that's a really powerful conundrum. One that's not easily reversed. Our target audience, historically, in the brokerage industry, has been the 45 to 65-year-old white male. Enter Christy Ross. I mean, that's just what it is. For Christy and her partner Tom Sosnoff, focusing on the typical trader was not the point. From the beginning, the goal was to bring in people who didn't already trade to create new customers. The plan? Create a network of financial content, talk shows, videos, podcasts, all with the goal of pulling in people who never took to the world of finance. Today, we have about a third of our um, users that are millennials, which is, to me, fascinating. Until Tasty Trade came along, the consensus on millennials was they were risk-averse. And, and they're really not. They're, they're happy to take risk. And so the way that they approach it is they, they seek advice from social networks, mm-hmm. um, unlike my generation, right? It was, you know, friends and family. Well, theirs is friends and family. It's just through social networks, right? They really, truly are consumers of content. And with that realization, the Tasty Trade Network was born. I'm Tom Sosnoff. He's Tony Batista. You're listening to Get Tasted. This is the Tasty Trade Network. And on the phone right now, we have... So how do you attract millennials? With a bunch of Bob Dylan parodies, of course. Hey, Mr. Sosnoff, trade man, trade a trade for me. I'm not trading and I need to know what you knew. Tom Sosnoff and Christy Ross figured the easiest way to make financial information fun was to make it funny. So with that in mind, they went out and they hired a bunch of comedians from Chicago's Second City. Could you walk me through maybe like one of your first shows or some experience where you realized, like, okay, this is not... Those. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, You know, I think we really just took a lot of spaghetti and threw it at the wall. That spaghetti included a financial soap opera called As the Market Turns. For you, I was a market assassin. As cool as a glass of Tom's iced tea. A glass of Tom's iced tea. 
Why, that's scientifically the coldest thing in the world. A romantic comedy. I win double. Great job. Yes, and you get nothing. I'll pay you in love. <laughs> that's not how this one works. I will pay you no. in hugs and kisses. Uh, there is no hug and kiss worth a million cool. <laughs> I could make it worth two million. I've I've kissed you before, and it's not that good. A fully animated Adult Swim style cartoon. Go reading of the tape. More trade ideas. And even a psychic. I'm seeing three letters floating around you right now. Do those mean anything to you? Well, yeah, I, I've been trading some ETFs, and those are identified with letters from the alphabet. But not those letters. Right. Right. There were also a lot of Bob Dylan parody songs. Come gather round, traders, and lend me your ears. We were probably a little too heavy on the fun side of things. We brought in a bunch of Second City comedians and realized that the balance was a little bit, uh, instead of, you know, 80-20, it needed to be 20-80 when it came to the, the fun side of things. And this was in the first year, really, of business, we said, we're going to accelerate this by paying a marketing firm and we're going to get the name out there and we're going to do it really fast and we're going to spend money. <laughs> well, that was probably the worst $400,000 we've ever spent and a huge waste of money because we didn't really? quite, um, we didn't quite have our, uh, you know, listen, in the beginning, you're constantly Forming and shaping and, and slightly pivoting. You were marketing you know, sometimes the why before you knew what the why was. You need to really, truly hone in your message. And while we, we haven't changed our mission from day one, it's about shaping it and how are you going to tell that story. And every entrepreneur goes through that. You don't have this down pat day one. And so we thought we were further along with that story than we actually were. Coming to that realization took the team at Tasty Trade some time. It wasn't until really two years into Tasty Trade that we said, hey, we need more of a 360 experience. Around this point, as Tom and Christy were realizing that their initial strategy was not quite working out as planned, another aspect of their business was really resonating. Our second innovation was attracting a younger audience mm by creating a front-end trading platform that was visual as well as approachable. Okay, I get that this might be triggering for some of you, but think back to grade school when you were first introduced to fractions. Remember that pizza analogy where your teacher draws a circle on the board and divides it into the corresponding number of pizza slices? I don't know about you, but I probably would never have passed third grade without that delicious metaphorical Italian delicacy. Being able to visualize the problem makes all the difference. And Tasty Trade knew that right from the beginning. A huge percentage of individuals are visual learners. And part of that rationale and reasoning has never really truly been applied to the financial services industry. What we do is take those complex concepts and we make them simple. So we, we distill it down to a picture just like your grade school textbook. I guess what I'm curious about is that when I when I click onto like the opening bell or some sort of show where you've got all of the trading stats, there's a lot of information already. There's a lot visually going on. Uh, and then you've got, uh, you know, acronyms and all the companies are broken down into their abbreviations. And it's a lot to digest visually already. 
Sure, and I think that's a great question because one of the things that we do is we clear the noise. Hmm. So the noise that you don't need to listen to, the stats you you don't need as in make um, to make your financial decisions, we clear it all out. Today, Tasty Trade still broadcasts financial shows 24 hours a day, but the content is more approachable than comedic, more informative, with a focus on breaking down concepts and strategies rather than just being entertainment for traders. One of the clear markers that I have seen in my career of, of startups succeeding is their ability to learn and not necessarily to pivot, but certainly to evolve. And it seems that's exactly what happened you know, in learning that, you know, maybe this is a little too much fun. Back at Thinkorswim, when we went through um, the InvestTools merger, mm-hmm. that was essentially marrying education with brokerage. And we saw the huge benefit that that education gave to our customers. But what we found is that after they took the class down the road, they weren't as engaged. And so when we launched Tasty Trade, part of our uh, really part of our goal was to help them with continued engagement. I think what's really interesting about the Tasty Trade story is unlike a lot of Mary Poppins-style inventions, the sugar, the thing that makes the unpleasant more pleasant, was there the whole time. It was just Tom and Christy being themselves that people connected with. The thing that makes trading more palatable is the payday, the chance to use your money to make more money. What could be sweeter than that? Tasty Trade's biggest innovation was not making finance fun. It was giving a new generation access to the medicine, showing them how to pop off that child lock cap. No comedian in the world can make losing money fun. If people aren't making money, nothing would keep them around. What they did do was hit on a new way of communicating. You can say whatever you want. You're not censored. And you can say what you're thinking, and just like you would sit with your friends and you're talking about something, I mean, you're probably laughing quite a bit, right? Well, it's that sort of thing. It feels like you're sitting there with your friends talking about trades. And being good at communicating means listening. I think that the feedback from the customers was probably one of the most valuable things. And they said, I liked this, but, you know, I don't need all of that. I mean, there are companies that pay millions of dollars for surveys with their customers. We talk to our customers every single day. It also means telling people things they might not want to hear. Whether it's a customer telling you that your joke fell flat, or you telling a customer that they won't always succeed. One of the things that millennials um, haven't really experienced is a down market. When you look at the crash of 2008, a lot of them weren't even thinking of investing at that point. So now... They're at mo- the market is at all-time highs. They haven't experienced a down market. And I'll tell you, once they do, it will be traumatic for them. Yeah. Um, you also see that their parents, their parents, they, uh, there are some that actually watched their parents go through the crash. And so they were, a, a lot of um, people had looked at millennials thinking, oh, they're risk-averse because of that. Hmm. But in reality, they're willing to jump in. And they're willing to take risks. The key is is being able to understand how to maneuver the market, whether it's going up, down, or sideways. And hmm. that's what Tasty Trade does for them. If 10 years from now, the trade floor turns into a sea of short shorts, mustaches, and man buns, well, you'll know who to thank. 
Innovating Chicago Style is brought to you by Chicago Innovation and Rivet Radio. A huge thank you to this week's guest, Christy Ross, with Tasty Trade. Find out more about Tasty Trade at tastytrade.com. The Chicago Innovation team is Luke Tannen, Avery Stonefish, and Mitch Huffnagel. The show is hosted and produced by Jesse Batend of Rivet Radio. Special thanks to our resident experts, Tom Statt and Mike Bechtel, and of course, Chicago Innovation co-founders Dan Miller and Tom Kuzmarski. For more information about the show or to find out how to attend one of our many events throughout the year, visit chicagoinnovation.com. Hi, I'm Jesse, and I'm a millennial. I'm so sorry. As I've gotten older, I realize more and more how tough dealing with my generation must have been. I mean, just listen to how kids talk nowadays. I like earnings plays, so um, when Ivy is high, I'll maybe short strangles or um, short straddles. Seriously, what is Tasty Trade doing to our kids? 